Jesus said, Man cannot live on bread alone, but from every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You're listening to Daily Truth. How can a young man keep his way pure? How can he be lacking in nothing? How can he be complete? How can he be protected and guarded from temptation? from sins and snares and all forms of impurity by the whole counsel of God. He keeps his way pure by setting up the guardrails of God's precepts, of God's instruction, God's word. It is the word of God that is inspired, infallible, breathed out by God himself, and the word of God is sufficient. It is sufficient. There are many evangelicals today who would affirm the inerrancy of Scripture. That Scripture is perfect. That Scripture is infallible. And that Scripture is also authoritative. They would affirm sola scriptura, which means at least two things. Number one, that Scripture is the only infallible authority. And that Scripture is the highest authority. Now, we know that Scripture is not the only authority. It's the only infallible authority. And we know that Scripture is not the only authority. It is the highest authority. And we know this because Scripture itself tells us that God has appointed and instituted other authorities. There are authorities in the home. Familial authority. A father and a mother. There are authorities in the civil realm, the civil magistrate. There are authorities in the church, elders, and to a lesser degree, deacons. There are other authorities, but the Word of God alone is the only authority that never errs, the only authority without flaw. It is the only infallible authority, and it is the supreme authority that reigns above all other things. This is the doctrine of sola scriptura, which again, many evangelicals would indeed affirm. But there is a distinction between sola scriptura and the inerrancy of Scripture and the sufficiency of Scripture. By way of illustration, To affirm the inerrancy of Scripture is to point to the Scripture and say that the Scripture is in fact precisely what it claims to be. It is sharper than any double-edged sword, dividing between bone and marrow, soul and spirit. It would be like, like looking at a glass case on the mantle above a fire in a living room where there's an old relic of of a previous war, a sword that was used by some general in an army, and saying, yes, that is in fact a sword. And I can tell by the gleam and the light of the fire that this is a sharp sword, an effective sword. That is what it would be like to affirm the inerrancy of Scripture. Now, to affirm the sufficiency of Scripture would be as though an enemy in that moment of staring at this sword uh, with a sense of wonder and appreciation for all of its beauty, but also its effectiveness. That is a sword. It's not only a beautiful sword. It's a sharp sword. It's an effective sword. 
That's the inerrancy. But the sufficiency would be as though some kind of intruder broke into the front door in that moment. The person who recognizes the sufficiency of Scripture would break the glass case and actually grab the sword and use it. Sadly, there are many evangelicals today who will salute the sword, look at the sword, honor the sword, respect the sword, appreciate the sword, make pithy statements about the beauty of the sword, but never wield the sword, never use the sword. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 17 says that this sword, the Word of God, breathed out by God, infallible, inerrant, this same inerrant Word of God is also the sufficient Word of God. It is useful in such a way that the final result, if a person applies the Word to every realm of their life, the result, the fruit of that application is that the man of God may be complete. Not just that the man of God might be improved, not just that the man of God might be better, but that he might be complete, equipped for every good work. Not merely equipped for good works as a father, or good works as a mother, good works in the home, good works in marriage, good works in parenting, not merely good works in the church as a church member or as a pastor or a deacon. No, every good work, every good work seems to imply that if the man of God is complete, lacking nothing, and equipped for every good work, then we should assume he's equipped for every good work in every area of his life. Not just in the church and not just in the home, but in his vocation, in the civil realm, in the marketplace, in economies, in entertainment, in the arts, in every single realm of human society. That the Word of God, when applied, not just saluted as inerrant, but applied because we believe it's sufficient, when that takes place, the man of God is not merely improved, but complete. Complete for what? Not just good works in one realm of society, but for every good work, which indicates every realm of society. To say that very briefly, you might say that it's the whole counsel of God for the whole of human life. Or as some would say, all of Christ for all of life. As a special thank you for your gift of any amount, we'll be happy to send you a free digital book from our store. To access this offer, visit rightresponseministries.com offer. We highly recommend Pastor Joel's book, Am I Truly Saved? If you or someone you know has wrestled with doubts about the love of God, this would be a great resource. As a reminder, to get this offer, go to rightresponseministries.com offer. And thank you for your generous support.